The following program is intended for mature audiences. You're listening to Bottom Shelf Recording Talk. Sounds boring. Oh my, yeah. With your hosts, James Seabrook. Okay, you were paying attention, but the idea is clear in my head, but translating it into English is not. That's brutal. I understand the hypocrisy. And Joey Roach. I don't even know what you do. I was just told you were the man. Some people would say I'm overconfident. That could be my ego talking, though. I'm trying to think of the right word. Oh. Yeah. Must be a tough word. Next subject. Uh, you're bored with this one? You don't hear us gassing on about it. Give you in the horn. I don't think it means what you think it means. By the way, you know, when you're when you're telling these little stories, you have a big mouth. Here's a good idea. What are you even talking Sorry, about? Have a point. Why are you airing personal matters with complete strangers? It makes it so no, much more interesting for the listener. <laughs> uh, you know, we haven't had we haven't had a false start in quite a while a couple months anyway yeah. what happens um, when we go live like there is live anymore yeah well we'd, we'd, we'd fix that on the air yeah you yeah. know and we'd, we'd we'd find out someone was fucking with something on the air while we're live yes yeah we'll fix it on the fly that's right we'll, we'll do it the old-fashioned way you know yeah badges <laughs> we don't need no stinking badges <laughs> um yeah so as i was saying the uh, because Tascam isn't supporting uh, their old their old uh, interfaces anymore, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to upgrade to something that um, and and Mark of the Unicorn might actually be the unit that I'm gonna go with because they have both Thunderbolt and USB compatibility on their new devices. Um, so does Antelope. Antelope's significantly more money though. Mm, That's and true. Nice. Mm, yeah. Yum yum. Um, and I yeah. That's fair. I I really only need, although Antelope has the new discrete series interface. Mm. I just saw I just saw an announcement from them this morning that they um they've uh, it was probably an older announcement but they started doing um uh mic modeling. Yeah, um, that, that's part interface. of the new discrete series. Cool. Yeah. Um, well, there you go. Yeah, and I think they have like an early bird promotion where if you buy something you get a microphone like one of their microphones is it a virtual microphone that we're talking well it's a real microphone and then it's the idea is to do the slate thing and right uh, yeah i don't know i i don't know (sighs) well i i I see the value in that for your basement guy but they're also doing like the uad thing where they're emulating other hardware yeah Mm -hmm. so it's kind of a combination of the slate microphone with the uad stuff and it's all built into their interface yeah i don't know like side by side though you put a you know a six seven eight thousand dollar microphone in a room and then a modeled version of that i just wonder i i'd love to hear the difference i'm well i'm sure lots of people have done that bad not many people have (laughs) um the ability to get one of those microphones in their hands to try it out slate's probably done that Oh, Slate probably has like done that to try and get as close as possible to the. Those guys are crazy. Actual microphone. California crazy people. California crazy people. Yeah. Slate. Slate Digital. Yeah. They're basically almost like a family business. I just want him to be less cool because oh, he's kind of abrasive. Um, I could uh, I, I could tolerate the abrasiveness if he no, wasn't he's so... car salesman. Yeah, that's it's like. Oh, uh, I don't know. I better not. 
but yeah. <laughs> no, I mean he's he's passionate about what he does. That's that's great, but he's so much like a car salesman that it's like it cheapens the whole what we're trying to do here. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. But he does make great products. Oh, there's no doubt. I use uh, their... That I never use. Cause I, mastering yeah. suite there for a quick job. <coughs> well, I mean... My favorite compressor. Um, oh, Glenn, you'll be happy to know. This is one of those catch-up things. Um, started. Uh, I, I've started doing mastering again. Um, I hate you for that. Almost entirely in analog. Oh, yeah. oh, you'll be see now. I love you. Yeah, you'll be you. You'll be happy to know. Um, downstairs is now equipped with um, the the Neve eighty eight hundred three, which we've had for a long time. The uh, the DBX one hundred and sixty SL, which we've had for a long time. Um, API fifty five hundred. Sorry, the DBX one hundred and sixty SL. That's the blue one. Yeah, the uh, ended up picking up a, a one hundred and sixty two SL, which is sitting over here. Um, at the control desk. Um, Purple is much better than orange. Excuse me. That was terrible. I apologize to everybody that I had to listen to that. Um, and so the API 5500 EQ, mm -hmm. amazing low end. Oh, mid too. Yeah. And um, a little bit of top. And a Drummer 1973 multiband compressor. A Drummer. Multiband compressor. Is it the digital? No. No. No, nope. no, it's all okay. Yeah. Oh, discreet. So you, um, I'll be, I'll be moving up here. It's not up here. It's downstairs. Oh, okay. Well, you know what I mean, though. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll be here every, every morning. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's been, it's been pretty nice. And we, we rearranged. Joey and I have talked this one to death. We've rearranged the, um, the studio monitors downstairs, mm -hmm. um, to correct for some of their imbalances. Um, both monitors, both pairs of monitors suffered from a distinct lack of mid-range mm -hmm. um, and we've corrected you, that. You were having a hell of a time with that, weren't yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah, we corrected that by, um, we raised the height of the focals about about three inches and put them on their sides. Right. Um, and it, uh, it it exposed a ton of ton of mid-range. Yeah. Yeah. Which is good. How did you figure that out though? Trial and just trial, trial and, error. and error, just yeah. trial and error. Yeah. Um, I even, I even did some research in advance. Can I put monitors on their sides? Um, cause we've talked about that, uh, a little bit. And, um, and a lot of the research says you shouldn't, unless the speaker has been designed for that because there'll be all, all sorts of phase phase well, issues between the tweeters. Usually and the, the engineers that designed the, the, the speaker didn't take into account mm -hmm. those who want to maybe put them on their side. So they put more stuff on top. Like, well, that's no, not Max. necessarily why no, people do it. Um, but it is just the engineers who designed the speakers didn't take that into account. Thus, they didn't design it to be put on their side. Right. And so mm -hmm. the acoustic feedback you get from it yeah. is going to be different than when it's properly set up. And so, so the focals that are downstairs, they were designed, or in in the manual, um, it's recommended stand them straight up yeah. um, vertically or lay them down horizontally. Um, and so that that was one of the options that we tried. I, I tried it with the with the Neumanns, but they the um, the manual says specifically not to do that. Yeah, mm -hmm. and so we left the them. Neumanns are specifically designed to be yeah. straight up. Yeah. 
anyway, um, it it ended it ended up working out really good. There's a really intense like there was a pretty significant contrast between the two speakers um, prior, but there's a, a, such a difference now that it covers far more frequency spectrum. Yeah. Um, so you get a different look at the high end with each. Um, you get a different look at the low end with each because the the focals have a little less a little less sub, a little less tubbiness mm-hmm. um, when they're on their sides or in, in the position they're in. And the, the focals have a little more depth, but they project the, the, the low end very differently. And then the mid range is the biggest, is the biggest teller. The, the, the Neumanns are focused much more on the upper mid mid range, mm-hmm. just, just in just general the way they are. Yeah. Uh, well, and, 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 and the focals in their current position and, couldn't specifically tell you why, because I'm not an acoustician, right? Because mm. um, they weren't like this before, but they're really focused on the on the mids and the lower mids, and they had and they almost like that frequency range, say like 1.2 and down, just really jumps out at you. You know, um, I was going to ask you about: um, Are and, you and, doing any dance music, like no. any STEM mastering? Mm. No. Like where you get four kicks and you got to manage all this low end. So I, I, I do mixes like that, but I don't do mastering like that. No, if, no. If, I if, if, if someone was to send me mastering like that, I'd, 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 I'd tell them, listen, there's a lot, more, a lot yeah. more money or, yeah. or, um, or like well, give you the mix. Yeah. That'd be, my question would be, are you wanting to me to mix this or, or, or master, master it? it. Yeah. yeah. Two if you want me to master it, send right. me the yeah. two track. Yeah. That's all I want. Yeah, like no. if you're sending me stems, that tells me that you're not pleased with the the mix, and that you should maybe go to the guy who mixed it and tell him what you're. Well, I yeah. asked you. Remember, uh, it was about a year ago. Some some guy wanted me to master uh, Trent. I can't pronounce his last name. I apologize. Uh, I got a coat to or something. Hmm. Uh, native artist. He needed something done uh, for radio. So I said, yeah, no problem. He says, can you, can you redo the vocal? So he sent me the vocal separate from the, from the mix. And I just bare, like, I dug myself a hole really. And it took like eight hours longer than it should have. Right. But I mean, I didn't, I didn't recoup that money. I, I gave him a price. I honored that price, you know, he, he paid and, you know, I got a pack of smokes, (laughs) (laughs) but, but no, I, yeah, no, if you're mastering, just get the two track. Well, and, 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 and that's the, well, it's like Joey says, like, do you want to, do you want me to mix this or do you want me to master it? Yeah. Because there's a significant difference. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And both price and what I'm going to be doing. I'm a yes guy though. (laughs) I liked, I like saying yes to people. I'll say yeah. yes, but I'm not well, going to make my job harder for me uh, to do what the cus- like what the client wants. Yeah, but like, if the client is upset that of how their voice sounds in their song, like yeah. obviously there's a problem in the, the mix, mix, and he should be approaching the person he paid to do the mix yeah. to fix mm-hmm. that problem. Yeah. Here's an interesting one for you. Um, I had a uh, hip hop artist that I've been working with. Um, I enjoy this hip hop artist because he's he's writing a story 
almost with his with his songs yeah. um, rather than just writing you know bitches and hoes and yeah and bang, yeah right um shows up and he shows up yeah on time he shows up period he, po- he apologizes if he's even like a minute late yeah in fact he even apologized when he was a minute early for not being on time earlier yeah yeah um oh sweet i, I know right this is awesome actually yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah. um and and he pays without question yeah um and i've and i've worked with him i'm I'm doing both the vocal recording, vocal producing, as well as the mixing and the mastering. Um, anyway, so uh, so we've been working together since since August, so that's now four or five months, and um, and I got a lot of respect for this guy because he's yeah. ta- he's taking it seriously. Yeah. Uh, except for the fact that he doesn't really not. And I, he, I need to exercise. An I need to exercise yeah. a little bit of patience with this, but he doesn't put any effort into into really knowing. I take that back. You know what? He sent me an email this morning, <laughs> where the, the the first couple lines of the email because I haven't read the email yet, just the first couple lines of preview, right? Right. That might have have actually shown that he's been paying attention. But um, anyway, so. So we had mastered a five song, five of his songs EP. To, to put together an EP yeah. um, in November. It turned out really good. I was really happy with it. Had a lot of clarity. The vocals really punched out. The the music was was just turned out really smooth. Yeah. Um, so I was really happy with it. Um, we've done a couple more songs together since then. He's now decided that he wants to add one of the new songs to the EP. And so we scheduled some time to add to, to master that song and add it to the EP, like a bonus track. Not a bonus track, but he 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 actually wants it as track five of six, right? Um, which is fine. But uh, he then sent me. I asked him to send me a list of because I knew he wanted some revisions for that song mix wise. Yeah. Um, and so I, you know, I, um, send me send me send me those in writing. Send me the new track order, that kind of stuff. He's even listening, actually. Um, he's he's become a regular listener of the show. Well, that that's important. That's vital. I mean, yes, <laughs> RT. Um, and so, and so he um, in in the in that in that first email that I got on Sunday, um, getting ready for Monday's mastering session. Mm-hmm. He attends the sessions. He he usually does, but this one he couldn't yeah. um, just because he, he's probably working, right? Right. Um, I, I was able to squeeze it in in the afternoon rather than in the evening. Right. Um, anyway, sends me, sends me this email and, and it's clear that he makes just a couple lines where he's asking something to change in every single song. And, and, and so, so I had to, I had to work myself, work myself mentally through that to understand what he's asking for, understand that, like how much time is Instead that? Instead of potential? reacting. Right. Right. And, and, you know, I'm sending him an email. I said, listen, um, I just want to make sure that you know how much, how much you're actually asking for. Cause, cause that's potentially, you know, that's potentially six hours worth of work. Mm-hmm. Um, and Easy. then, and then 
there's the possibility that I have to remaster everything is one of the things he'd asked for was a significant vocal change in four of the songs. More and, up front or something? Well, and and he he wanted, he asked for, because he's asking for changes to songs that are already mastered. Oh. Right. And that's, that's, that's the tricky part, right? Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to have to remaster them and, the, and thus charge him full dough for the for remastering the song right yeah um but he's he's asking for he's asking for the vocals on these four songs to pop a lot more and i I don't think that was the actual word he used but but he did want he did want something significant to change with him um and i and and he, he he referenced um he referenced the the latest song that we had done and and how i'd done that to those to, to that song and and I listened to it. He actually said, I want you to use the same effect from song, let's call it song eight on, you know, these, these other four songs. Um, and I, I listened to that song and I'm like, I, there's four or five or 10 different things that he could be talking about. I don't actually know. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so I added that to the email. Um, and as it turned out, I, the, the time that I'd allotted for Monday wasn't enough time to get any of this done anyway. So, so I went through and I made the mix revisions that were obvious. I got those done and cleaned up. Mm-hmm. Um, and he got back to me with, with a follow-up email this morning, I guess. Um, so we'll see where that goes, but, mm-hmm. but it was one of those things where I, I, I got into that maybe half an hour long, almost panic yeah <laughs> right yeah because yeah, because yeah. because suddenly suddenly i'm redoing I'm, he, he's asking me yeah. to, to to redo a lot of this work which yeah. would be fine uh, really it, it's it is fine it's it, as it turns out it's probably not going to be it's probably not going to be that much work as as much work as i as i panicked about yeah um and it's not about the work it was it was about damn he's asking me to do like Four hundred dollars, three hundred dollars more work. When we talked about this whole process, maybe was going to be a hundred, you know. Yeah. And 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 to a lot of, to a lot of the artists I work, like, hundred, two hundred, three hundred dollars. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, especially the hip hop guys, where they're spending, they're spending, you know, two to three hundred a song, total. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Not I'm the, probably complaining not about huge... it. This guy doesn't complain. Well, I'm not oh, saying this guy. Wow. This guy's th- this guy's awesome about it. My yeah. experience yeah. with hip hop guys is you like say, "Oh, it'll be this amount of money," and they'll be like, "Why is it so expensive?" Well, here's a breakdown of why it's so expensive. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I have these things called bills. Dieting. Right. Well, so <laughs> I don't it's eat, brother. So, so it it made me start thinking because I I'd, I'd had this problem two other times in the last in the last two weeks as well. Um, it made me start thinking, and this is Joey, this is where I wanted to take today's conversation. Um, how and what to educate the clients on the process. And I mean, I, I know, I know right up front, you and I've talked about this to death in past about how I don't, I don't push bands to establish, to establish, um, roles in the process early enough or, 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 or distinctly enough. This is where I, I just want to say mm. the value of a producer, but I'm not going to 
change the but, subject. But no, but the, that's that's actually to be said about that. That's actually that's actually the thing, right? Is it, so many of the artists I work with are technically self-producing, right? Right, and I may I may squeeze in and say, hey, you know what? I'd, You're I'd changing like, hats. I'd like some production credits, like a co-producing credit on mm-hmm. on on this song, or or maybe on this EP. Um, but for the most part, I'm engineering, yeah, and and that's clear to me at the outset, yeah. But it's 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 I don't I don't often force that conversation onto right. the clients in advance, right? Freaks them out. <laughs> well, it, I don't know if it freaks you know, them out. I just need to have that conversation right. up front. Like, yeah. But I've had I've had three I've had three cases, um, this guy included, um, where having had that that conversation and that education process because most clients don't know right would have saved time would have well would have saved me some panic at least or saved me some stress about about thinking about it yeah yeah Yeah. and so i wanted to pose the question what is how do you well first how do you have that conversation with someone who doesn't know yeah right it's difficult to have that conversation with people who don't know sometimes. Right. Uh, like people with experience, it's easy to have that conversation with if they don't know, because at least they have some experience. They can probably relate some things right, to right. what you're telling them. But like people who have absolutely no experience, they just don't understand. Like when you approach them and be like, hey, I'm not a producer. What you're asking me to do is producing or hey, I'm just the technical guy. Yeah, you yeah. could dig yourself a hole opening that door. Right. I mean, that, that, that's a that's a. And I have good uh, experience just only telling my clients like the bare minimum of what I need to tell them. Yeah. To get by. Need Sometimes to, I do, need but... to know basis. Well, it's not necessarily <laughs> need to know. It's more my. I don't want to call it approach, but. Uh, my mindset towards it is that I don't want to over-educate them with things that they don't necessarily need to know. I'd love to hear your work. This guy's work. I haven't released anything in a couple of years, so <laughs> yeah. But I'm you've going done to buy a task you, you've, you, you've been doing mixing. Just oh, the field recorder. Yeah, yeah, awesome. It's three hundred bucks. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I have done some mixing yeah. and mastering. Yeah, I've actually probably have more projects that I mastered on than mixed i haven't mm. done anything for three months four months because mm. i moved and then got robbed and then oh man yeah nightmare mm. so the <clears throat> see my problem is is i just actively have been saying no to clients because or prospects rather yeah because i don't want to work on their music <laughs> yeah no i understand i understand so Oh, so, did you see uh, Devil's Son's uh, new video? It came out a few I months have ago. No idea. What uh, Q Q. Um, this is a this is a new project. Yeah, well, He's... they're called Devil's Sons. They used to be named something else. They had, anyways. Um, he's in the video getting beat up. It's a pretty funny video. Uh, it's on YouTube. Uh, Devil's Sons, uh, I forget the name of the track. Um, yeah, check it out. It's uh, pretty funny. All right. 
and well done. Um, <laughs> who who's who's the video guys that you usually get to do videos? There's no usual. It's not. Um... They have that logo on the bottom all the time. Mm. Beginning. Uh, yeah, I have no idea. Face something. Doesn't and, sound familiar. Yeah, I know you've used them. I know you have because we talked about them. I just forget their name. They do really good work. Cool. Yeah. Sweet. Good to know that I use people who. Oh yeah, you're using the same people they use. Yeah. All right. Um, so, so back to this roles in the studio. Yeah. I tried to I tried to force my client on Sunday into that conversation because um, we'd. I'm convinced that my vision for what their song should be is very different from what they see it as. Right. So I don't see myself as, as their producer, you know, um, and, and their big hang up when, when we started having that conversation, their big hang up was they, they didn't want me to not comment, not offer suggestions. Like they didn't want me to be there sitting, being a, being an operator, being a, just the guy that sets things up, moves microphones and shuts his mouth. Right. Yeah. Um, they wanted me to be you know, someone who would critique them, someone who would, who would push them performance wise, someone mm-hmm. who would tell them if things were. See, but that enters good, into right? producer territory. But I don't think it, I don't think it necessarily does. Okay. I think there's lots of, there's lots of cases of engineers that's, that. That's bare minimum producer stuff that like, yeah. Right. An engineer can do that pretty easily. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean like a, an engineer with experience would be, would be completely within his within his scope of practice to, to say, listen, man, your guitar tone sucks. Yeah. Or that bass part has notes that aren't in key. Um, and, 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 and on and on, right. Yeah. Without, without, without earning any production credit. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. a, a good, a good engineer would, would do those things in the, in the appropriate times anyway. Yeah. Um, when the producers around, ideally they're the ones doing it, but, but a good engineer will. And so, so I, I forced this conversation with these guys yeah. and th- of course their first, their first thought was that they, they assumed I just didn't want to insult them. Right. right? And, 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 and the two guys that were the two guys of the band that were there, they, I mean, I have a good working relationship with them. And this is, this was part of the problem actually is I've worked with them a lot in the past. And so we have a lot of, have a lot of unspoken, um, role, a role assignment. Right. Right. That is kind of developed over over our working relationship. But recently things have changed. Their, um, their opportunities have increased their expectations of, of the results of their stuff have changed and the the primary guy in the band um has started to he started to he started to be more assertive in what he wants mm-hmm. which is not necessarily a bad thing no, no. but it's it's clear that he and I would be seeking different things even just out of something as simple as guitar tone right right um uh, or or um, or what what an instrument should be playing, 
you know, I think I know where subtle, you're going. subtle little things yeah. that add up to very different results when you add them all together. Yeah. And, and we kind of, we kind of walked around this conversation trying to like me trying to ask the right questions without specifically saying, okay, I need to educate you guys on the terminology so that you can actually make a decision on whose roles are what. Yeah. And I, I felt really, really reluctant to, to go down that path. Cause isn't it ego management too? eventually? Uh, I, eventually? I guess with I guess with a lot and of artists, but with, with these guys, it, it's it, not at all that. Well, really that's not. so nice when you're working yeah. with like cool people, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And For sure, and and, and but it it just it just felt like I I held myself short of of having that education talk, and 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 as a result, There's really no reason not to though, is there? I I know, but as a result, we ended up stopping the conversation. And just moving on with the next task. And I don't really know any clear what my role is other than I'm, I'm now moving forward by just being that engineer. And I, I got to tell a right? little story. Uh, engineer wasn't a producer, but it was mm-hmm. an engineer changing hats, like on the fly, mm-hmm. like we're talking about. And it was a female vocalist and the track called for an angry girl you know, singing these lines, uh, like the the vocal track. So wasn't getting it, wasn't getting it. Take a break, uh, you know, Muffin or whatever her name was. Then they, they start to tease her, right? Yeah. And purposely, get, you know, Trying to get her hitting her buttons. Right. And then the engineer's like, go up in the booth, right? She delivers like the perfect one off like right. done no punch-ins like it's it's good awesome because they purpose he purposely because he's an experienced engineer purposely got her pissed off right you have to be careful with those though yeah no yeah, that could backfire that's a yeah. good way to get fired yeah yeah, yeah. but i mean they all knew each other so it worked out. I love telling. I don't that think story. that matters. <laughs> That's still a good way of getting fired. Yeah. yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. So, so what is like? Let's just talk in the studio. Let's not even talk about before the studio and after the studio. Let's just talk within the studio. What is what is that dividing line where where the role should really go from engineer to producer or vice versa? Do you guys do you guys have have some clear line in the sand where this is where I am the producer and this is where I'm not the producer? I just try to bring mm. all my knowledge. You know what I mean? I understand like I yeah, I understand yeah, that but yeah. but to me the producer's role is to is to actually accomplish the goals of the song. Right? right? Like serving like, only like, the song using these guys as an example again the intent was this song was going to radio yeah and it's going to compete in the radio rock realm yeah which means a very narrow set of criteria which they happen to disagree with me on how to achieve that mm. right and, and and that's 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 the thing right like if if my my understanding of it is if you're hiring an individual as a producer you're hiring them to be responsible for achieving the goals of 
that particular project, which in this case, getting that song to radio or to a standard that is going to fit into that that sure. narrow bubble of radio rock, yeah. right? Sure, but at the same time, as a producer, you have to do what the client wants if the client disagrees with you. But that's that's the thing is 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 that's one of the reasons why. I, I don't know. I think I, I I like the analogy that I heard from a producer who said you have to take your vetoes as a producer, like a bullet in a six shooter. Where you only have so many. You only have so many, yeah. and then you're like you're gone. Like right, they're gonna yeah. shoot back. Yeah, yeah. So you have to be like you have to pick your battles. Yeah, and and, and so you don't want your name on certain things like. So as a producer, <laughs> you still something. do what the client wants, and then you only make arguments when it's like this is fundamentally wrong, and you're sabotaging the yeah. end result. Right. Well, and, and and that's yeah. Otherwise, you you explore the ideas of the client. Well, and 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 I would assume I would assume that any good producer walks that line really well. Anyway, yeah. right? I, I would um, I would hope so. And. And I guess, I guess in a case like, 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 like these guys, I pulled myself out of the producer role mm-hmm. specifically because most of their decisions on how they wanted to approach it were made were, by the songwriters, which is fine. Yeah. Especially, especially if the songwriters have a very clear vision and, and, and they want to follow that vision and yeah. they, I don't know, but I would have done it differently and it, it probably would have been enough where six bullets wouldn't have been enough <laughs> right yeah. uh, which is which is fine but that's also why also why i think i'm not the right producer for that for that project right right where, yeah. where, well, where, where that just I, sounds like you should have a conversation with them being like you know what i'm no longer the producer here you guys are self-producing a lot of well the i mean if it's ideas really good stuff just ask for a co-production credit well, I, and it sounds like a great project. I want to hear it. Or you could well, just stay quiet and just be an engineer and take the credit. Yeah, I've yeah. done that in the past. I have done that as well. Um, I've I've been credited as producer on stuff that I had zero input in. I I, didn't, <laughs> I, 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 I just put up microphones and I was the the only guy in the studio, so well, the band's yeah. assumed, right? Yeah, I've but, gotten producer credit for mastering so i i i haven't really? got producer yes. credit on wow. albums i produced but yeah, i I've, won't go I've, into that <laughs> i've um i've had two records two records where i influenced the songwriting significantly yeah. i named some of the tracks and i well i <laughs> well I'm, shit they, i just i just named a radio show the other day i'm never gonna, i'm never gonna get credit for that no <laughs> <laughs> but but that but that's that, i mean yeah. 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 We all kind of have the understanding that we don't expect proper credit at the end. No. But having the crash. having the role having the role established in, in the studio in the pr- in the process of production, yeah, before, during and after, I think is important. I think is important. Yeah. Well, it's always nice to have blinds well, drawn every, in the yeah, as to what you're allowed to do. Yeah. Right. And that was that was the basis of this conversation that I had with these guys was what do you guys not want me to do? Like, where's that line that you don't want me to cross? 
because I could easily, I could easily, well, after the, Mm. after we laid down the drums, we knew, we knew exactly the roadmap of the song. You know, we'd, we talked a little bit about that in advance. Um, I did a pre-production session with them so that they could, they, they could hear some outside feedback rather than just a fan's feedback Yeah, and, 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 and make some critical decisions based on that feedback. Right. Yeah. Um, and it was a, you know, it was, let's not go down too many bitching, um, directions. Cause I could, I could keyboards. No, there's no keyboards. No. no. Um, it's it, drums, bass, guitar, you know, yeah. Standard rock song. Right. Um, uh, has probably good potential as a radio interest right. thing. Um, but the details, and, and and maybe this is, maybe this is this is where I I lose myself to the to the conversation is the the, the tiny details of each part matter a lot to me mm-hmm. in the end result, and a lot of the bands that I work with, that's bands specifically, yeah, they don't care about the tiny details. That's where the devil is, in the details. Yeah, I suppose. Mm. That's where you let the devil in. Uh, Never mind the devil. My my experience working with bands is like that, where they don't necessarily care about the small details, but it's it's with the mindset of like we're hiring you to care about the small details. Yeah. Which would be which which is great when they when they listen to your advice on those details, right? <laughs> but and but that's the, the that's the thing, right? Yeah. Like like oftentimes and and this is going to to anyone listening, this is going to just sound like me bitching about musicians. But oftentimes the musicians in the band don't care about details enough to pay attention to what I'm saying or they don't have the skill to adapt what they're playing to the the changes that I'm recommending. Yeah. And 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 that's you know I mean that, I don't know. It, that at the end of the day is. it's it is what it is and we have to do what we have to do even if like whatever that tiny detail that's bugging us is still there. Right. And and but see and that's the that's the thing that Okay, maybe I'm just maybe I'm just really annoyed that that um you know it can it would serve the album. You know that it would serve the song. You're trying to get that across and they're like glazed over. And, or and or frustrated or, or resistant. I, to I've it. been there, brother. Yeah. <laughs> right. And and it's like wow. close close to the mic. Glenn. Sorry, man. Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> um Yeah, so so maybe that's really all it is is I'm just I'm just having a stretch of time where I'm I'm annoyed that I'm being ignored. But you know what? Try we working all in rentals at Long McQuaid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> well, it's like nine out of 10 people who ask for my advice. And then like a week later, they're asking for the same advice. The same advice, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's okay. The phone's still ringing. So. Oh, I know. I just turned the ringer off. That's my doctor saying, hey, where are you on those tests? We want to see if you're dying or not. Yeah, I got to go pee in a cup. Mm, I just got to get stabbed by needles. Um, so, yeah. So, so maybe I'm uh, just used to people like asking for my help and then not listening. So I just yeah. kind of got to that point where it's just like, whatever. 
But I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> so you're well adjusted. You're I'm, neurotic. I'm neurotic, but I'm also I'm also worried that that I'm going to become complacent about it. As I, I remember talking to to a, a producer in town, a guy I thought was a producer in town. Yeah. Um, and I really loved his work. He'd worked on a lot of records that I really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, and he'd been at it. I don't know. I think he was doing his first his he started his first studio in '97. That's what it was. Anyway, um, right when I got out. There you go. Yeah. And 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 so it was called Blue Room. Sure. I think um, it was. So so I remember having a conversation with him about how he just wasn't producing anymore. Yeah. He just did not produce anymore. He he engineered, he set up microphones, he he told people if they were in tune, he told people if they were playing in time, and and that was just the line that he drew. Yep. And he was still charging seventy five dollars an hour for him in his studio. Yeah. Um well, if and, people and, are willing to pay it, then why not? Absolutely right. And I mean, he had a he had a long at at this point. I think he'd he'd had a I don't know fifteen years in the studio he was in, um, and he was clearly doing good work. He had songs on the radio. He had yeah. successful clients. So he's clearly doing something right. Yeah. But, and luck uh, luck is part of it too. Fair enough. Sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, I don't know. I have no qualms about charging that one client $120 an hour. They were willing to pay it, so... Yeah, that, that still baffles me. It baffles me too, but I, don't I will take... the money, kids, but uh, <laughs> keep it coming. Yeah, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> this was like a retired millionaire. There's a lot of very wealthy people in this city. Yeah, well, he had and these a lot of ideas of that he was going to open like a studio in the city and... Make no, that's all money. we need is another recording studio. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, like, I knew, like, <sighs> this idea is dumb, but you're willing to pay me a ton of money, so whatever. <laughs> what was the uh, idea? Just, he was going to have a studio, and, oh. like, he still has it, as far as I know, and it's mostly just a teaching studio, but his idea oh, was yeah. that he was going to record the kids progress as they learn yeah those... and also give them experience working with like a recording professional yeah uh, which was supposed to be me but he breached <laughs> the contract a couple times which made me increase my prices to the point where it got to 120 dollars an hour and they were happy to pay that uh well they weren't happy they weren't they happy weren't about. happy <laughs> when it got to that point all right but the fact that it got to that point is just incredible yeah it, I, and i wasn't complaining like the last song i did for him i spent a couple hours and made a thousand dollars so nice <laughs> nice yeah yeah there, mu music's just a hobby uh get a real job there's no money in music oh i just hate it when people say that because there is there is if you're good at it well sure I, yeah there's money in it i mean but... you're not going to well, who knows? I just I don't think they've think actually money in it. did I, music in a serious sense if they're going to say that it's just a hobby. Because right. if you do it in a serious sense, it's not a hobby. It's I was in a choral choir, and uh, the music teacher said, don't let your parents or anybody tell you that there's no money in music. Like, and I'm not, by music, I'm not necessarily, stu like, music, the whole music industry, right. yeah. So he he whips out his wallet, and there's just like 
big, big stack, right? And he's like, don't, like, he was a choir, uh, Daniel Bagan, a uh, choir guy. We, sure. we toured across West. Yes, I was a choir boy, okay? We'll joke about that later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't see what's funny about it because, like, symphonies and stuff do make a lot of money. They may, yeah. That, that well, was his point. Um, this time, this time last year, I was working on that on that gospel EP, and they wanted a choir, and oh, the right a lot of the a lot of the quotes I was getting back were were a yeah, they, like they were in the neighborhood of five to fifteen thousand dollars yeah for a, for the choir session, um, assuming that the parts were already generally written yeah right yeah uh, oh, generally me. like the people who play in those bands are making two to three hundred dollars a night. Mm-hmm. that they're performing yeah and considering that there's a lot more musicians in those bands like they do cost more than your five piece does but they're Absolutely, also yeah. usually hired for very specific events like weddings and stuff and weddings is interesting just because you can get away with charging more because it's a wedding yeah right yeah yeah so so I guess, I guess the consensus we've come to is choose where to draw those lines, right? And have those lines drawn early if you can. Yeah. And if you don't, good luck to you. <laughs> fumble your way through it. I suppose. Uh, I suppose whatever, any I, any I, any serious any serious act would have would have the idea in mind about who's doing what anyway right yeah. as they as they get more serious as they go from the from the casual having fun to let's take it serious to now other people are taking us seriously i would assume there's some sort of natural progression about the roles and responsibilities in there or there's someone there's someone involved in well at the, the very least those people if you ever have to have that conversation with them they're going to be more understanding and more professional about it what is it with this city? Right. Why is it that... Because there is some really talented groups, mm-hmm. but they don't make the concentric circles out of Edmonton. Because they don't want to? Haven't we had this conversation before? Well, I've, I heard a podcast that it's my favorite, and you were talking to some producer, and he, he said, or maybe it was you that said, the, the bands, they get, you know... They do a gig in St. Albert, see in Sherwood Park next weekend, you know, but they don't, they don't leave and to get, they hit a certain point and they think they're stars and, and then they just disappear. That's not my experience with the the talented groups here in Edmonton. A lot of my experience with the talented groups here in Edmonton is they don't want to do that because they know how much work it is. Yeah. Because they have experience actually doing that. And that's always that's always the big defining thing is the ones that the ones that are willing to put in the work and have the ambition generally find a way to move to somewhere where there's more inherent opportunity. Vancouver, yeah, for example, right? Yeah. Um, well, the artists that want to do it end up doing it. Right. And like, there are a lot of local artists that know what it takes to do it, and they actively decide not no, to do it. Yeah. Right, and but and and that's 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 the thing is they're they're deciding not to pursue it, 
or they're delusional enough to think that that it can happen in Edmonton and they think that they're already putting in the work, right? No, oh, that's interesting. Sure. That's interesting. Well, I, I've, that's I've, met, I've met more artists like that than, than the ones... They who, think they can just do it remotely. Uh, no, the... Um, so it's well, yeah. I, I could see that, but I'm I'm also around people who have experience in the industry and now work at Long McQuaid, and so it's like right. a lot of. I like eating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's a that's a good that's a good realization, right? Like that's a good self awareness thing. Yeah. yeah, I I work with enough musicians to know that it's not a small minority that don't ever achieve or haven't yet achieved that realization the the realization that this takes hard work oh yeah and the hard work that you think you're doing isn't even close to what yeah. it's going to take the sacrifice the i tried investment. to get that across to to this gal i oh, I, tried I spent to, my 20s trying like, to make it work why don't you have kids glenn well um sacrifice like I guess it like well the other thing is I'd be a terrible father. <laughs> right? But you know, yeah, there's a certain amount of sacrifice to uh you know, to it. And she couldn't she didn't under like Yeah. Well she couldn't understand it. it well different she, mindset that they're in. Yeah, twenty four she's twenty four or twenty five, so Yeah. yeah Whatever. It, I it, I spent my twenties trying to make it work and it didn't and now I work at long quid. There's nothing wrong with that. I I know there's nothing yeah, wrong with it. Man. I prefer how it is now where like I get to tell people who are actually making a go out of it, like my experiences in like, oh, what microphone should I use for this? Well, I like these microphones. They're pretty good for that. And then they usually come back. I even had uh members of Kim Mitchell's band call me a genius. Like <laughs> Well, it's clear that you're a genius. I can tell by looking at you. Eh, what it, uh, sure <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll take the compliment I, I don't know if I agree how's Kenny Tyler doing or did he change uh, it to Ken he's, he's at a different store now yeah he's at a different it, store I, yeah he's I don't happier see him there yeah. uh, well, he, he's is he behind a desk this, now? yeah he's behind a desk for the most part and right on occasionally goes to places to take back gear that's what he does oh, wow he's basically a repo man I guess I don't know Oh, really? Well, he's account services, so he, if you're behind in your payments, he gives you calls and be like, hey, can you make some payments? And when you decide not to, <laughs> I gotta go visit we take our stuff back. Maybe go on a call, go pick up a board or something, or whatever. I remember that happening, too, right when I got to the machine room, which was then the machine room. Uh, I forget his name at the uh, downtown store shows up and takes the desk. Like, he wanted the desk back. They yeah couldn't if you're financing from us it's yeah. technically ours yeah until you pay it that's off that's right yeah I had just showed up so I was just like wow this place is going under <laughs> yeah. so I don't know yeah <laughs> but that was and we're pretty patient and willing to work with people too yeah no I've, I've seen I some accounts where like people have been sued and then we made an agreement and then they decide that oh i can't afford that agreement that uh, the the court says and we would be like okay so here's your new payments it's significantly less than what the court says you have to do yeah we'll work with you and we'll continue doing that because we all we want is for people to 
you know, be yeah. honest, pay be us honest. back, and yeah. we'll work with them. But yeah. when they screw us over, we then take them to court and yeah. sue them. And it usually takes a lot. Yeah, it's yeah. better to just work with, yeah. Yeah. If you just give $20 a month, like Long McQuaid won't call you. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to detract from the rental conversation. Ah, I don't like talking about work anyway. Okay. So you, <laughs> well, that was tragic. Um, I, I'm getting over it already, though. Are you? That's yeah. good. That's I, good because I, I rebound I'm not. fast. <laughs> um, yeah. So <clears throat> another computer crash or whatever the hell that was. I'll have to figure out what it was later. Um, what I what I was trying not to hijack your conversation that you didn't like having anyway. Um, <laughs> Um, about how passionate he is. How yes, passionate. but I but I want your guys' perspectives on this. Um, it was an interesting an interesting challenge that I had that specifically involves mastering. So, um, I mastered uh, a heavy metal EP uh, on Wednesday last week, and it was two songs, two songs from a recent session that the band had done. Uh-huh. And two songs from a much older session the band had done. And the, the new stuff was really well made. Yeah. And the older stuff was clearly not as good. Yeah. Right? Um, but they, they sounded really different. The thing that I loved about the the newer the, the newer ones was the the balance, the pocketing was all really great. Mm-hmm. Um it was a, it was a really bright and exciting mix and had a ton of low end. And the older stuff had less brightness, less excitement, way more reverb, um, <laughs> less control in the low end, um, and less less pocketing. But the thing that the thing that I'd done properly was I'd asked for a reference track right off the top. Yes, and they sent me a, a Ted Jensen. Ted Jensen is that mastering engineer? Ted Jensen. Yeah, I, I, that rings a bell. Oh. That rings anyway. A so bell, yeah. so he's a he's he's a Out of New York. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the yeah. guy, um, Sterling. Sterling, yeah. Sterling has a bunch of mastering engineers. Anyway, so so this guy's name is on tons of stuff, and he, he's a he's a really aggressive guy, really aggressive mastering engineer. But compared, comparing his his master to the the tracks that I had to master, the unmastered tracks, uh, his thing was much darker, way less low end, which I I expected anyway, and not quite as not quite as wide and so so because i i trusted his master over over the um over the mixes and my own preference because yeah I, I really liked what what um what the, the the mixes were i targeted that and the entire time i felt really guilty because i'm as I'm as I'm cutting, as I'm carving, yeah. as I'm but without that reference, without that reference, without that reference, what, what are you doing? Without that reference, it would have it, it would have been terrible. Yeah, right. Um, I would have gone for something that sounded great in my studio, but would have translated like ass. Mm-hmm. Everything. There's one tiny little tweak I would want to make on one of the songs, but everything sounded like I put it in my car. It sounded great. Yeah. I put it, I played it at home. It sounded great. Um, I had it in some earbuds and it sounded great, but comparing the mixes to the masters. Now I haven't played the mixes on any other systems, 
just on in the studio downstairs. They were big and bright and and ballsy and and aggressive and and, and wide and um it was they were like they were they sounded really great. Yeah. Um yeah, I haven't heard from the band yet. Mm-hmm. I was on I think I'll reach out to them today and find out but um I want to hear it. Did you guys have does, You know what? When we uh, when we talk about this stuff, we should have like uh, I don't know a student like a, or somebody, maybe making be, notes. Well, no, queuing up the who we're talking about. Then we'd have yeah, to be yeah. paying. Uh, oh. We'd have to be paying SoCan royalties for that. Oh, really? You're not allowed like uh, twenty seconds or something. No. Nope. Ah, well, it's only what it's five bucks for that tariff, right? Maybe. Yeah, but it's still five I, bucks I, per. Yeah. Per, yeah. I mean, the point is to talk about the story, not right. So, mm-hmm. so, um, do you guys have any have any thoughts on that? Like, I knew I knew that I could trust the the Ted Jensen Master because um, it was a well known band. Yeah, it was um, listening to listening to his master that song um, before I listened to the band stuff. It was, it was it's perspective sound, as sound to what good, the right? client wants. Yeah, I suppose the only thought I have is uh, when you, when everybody signed off on the mix. If your mastering engineer asks for reference tracks, take some time and get your reference tracks like together, and you, you your mastering engineer will love you for it. Because I ask for reference tracks and very few actually deliver. It's an exercise they don't even understand. Like, I try to emphasize, like, you know, you want this collection of songs to sound a certain way. And I usually give me some references. I usually, I usually get the opposite thing is when I ask for reference tracks, like I was really happy that these guys only sent me one. Cause when I ask for reference tracks, I usually get, <laughs> I usually get like five and, and they have nothing. All different they, they, yeah. They all sound other. ridiculously different. Uh, different tones. And, yeah. yeah. Five is probably hyperbolic, but, um, five is probably too much. Three but, at most is. Yeah. I like prefer. two. See, and and I'd, I'd, I should start asking for reference albums. That would, that would almost make more sense because, because the, the thing that messes me up when I get three or five is they're all from different things, right? Yeah. Like, like yeah. it's, it's, it's like this song, Hey, I love the drums on this thing. And this song, Hey, I love the, I love the low end on this. Thing. I love the, I love what the guitars in this one. And, and, and that's not helpful in mastering. That might be helpful in mixing. Yeah but it's not helpful in mastering. Right. So maybe, maybe that's what I should do is like, give me an album. If they're not on the same album, don't send them to me. Send me an album. Hey. Although nowadays we're getting out of the album thing. So maybe that's less. Uh, Everything's so depends. fragmented. I can't take it anymore. Uh, I'm going to jump. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I don't even know how that person got into the hotel. Yeah. Do you have thoughts on that? I don't know. It's, it is what it is. I just ask for what the client wants, I love and your if attitude. well, and, and it is what it is. I man. went on the assumption. I went on the assumption that the client wanted um, wanted uh, what they sent me. Like this is the reference track. This is this is um, what we want to want the masters to turn out like. And so, so I went with that. Well, I guess you'll find out. 
I guess so. Eh? I'll reach out to them soon. Um, so we're wrapping up. I guess there it is. Hey, right on. I almost got it right. Uh, that was like magic how you put your finger out like that and then the outro. Pointing, I mean, it's pointing to the speakers. Uh, thanks, Glenn, for stopping by. Hey, uh, I love At coming. Paradox Mastering, but that's changing. We'll have to have an episode about yeah, that. Yeah, uh, Thanks, Joey. Uh, Happy Merry Holiday Season. Follow our hosts on Twitter at Two Bodies of Water. Got yeah. that mic in a comfortable spot yet? I'm still working on it. At Joey R. Engineer. I can't even talk. I don't remember what my point was. This is a boring podcast. Um, I realize at the end of this, we didn't introduce ourselves. On to the internet you go. Go switch off.